Greetings and salutations. Greetings, salutations, and good night. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Great. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing good. Doing great. Yeah. Just getting home. Oh, God. Yawning. Oh, here we go. She's yawning. <laughs> All right. So it begins. Yeah. Busy day, well, early day rather. Mm, what? How early did you have to get up? See, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't count because when I say it doesn't sound early, but I like actually worked until like seven or so. So I went in about nine nine thirty, and I was at work until about eight. No, about seven seven because I had a thing to go to. Okay, yeah. so it's a long day. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good. What is oh. that? I hear like a noise over there. I don't know. I always hear like a like bracelets or something. Where mm. I don't know. I don't have any jewelry on. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get this going. Let's get this <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So what's happening in the news? There's a lot of things happening in the news, and I none of them appeal to me. Um, but this caught my eye, and then I read this article, and it's actually some. I, I learned a lot. It's fascinating. Um, so the uh, headline, and this is out of the Wall Street Journal, an article by Heidi Voigt and John McKinnon. Um, the headline reads. Uh, new law targets sex trafficking. It could also hit online dating. Hmm. So, um, so it caught my eye just because I thought, okay, those are two very different things. So, <laughs> um, just wondering what that's about. So, basically, it's a law that was signed um, by Trump this year that makes it illegal for digital platforms to either intentionally facilitate prostitution or to knowingly assist or facilitate sex trafficking. So the booming business of online dating faces new risks from this law, which is designed to prevent, obviously, sex trafficking and prostitution. The law holds platforms responsible for encouraging this type of illicit behavior. Uh, and... Um, but it's creating a certain amount of uncertainty about the liability across social media. So there's... Okay, a- I'm like... Okay, so... Okay, I don't understand. Okay. Okay, so yeah. So just follow, just, uh, just keep tracking with me here. Mm-hmm. So there's at least six sites that are known to be regularly used by prostitutes. Mm-hmm. And those have already been shut down um, and ever since once this law went into effect. Um, but what so because those six big sites that were known for this have already been shut down, there's a concern that they could 
be driven into um, that pay for sex market could be driven into the legitimate dating platforms. Okay, gotcha. So the legitimate services say that they already prevent prostitution through a variety of measures, but online sexual advances are hard to police as mm-hmm. those peddling for sex often use code words or images. Um, so the cost of a sexual, so, so I'm, look, I'm learning all this stuff when reading, <laughs> when reading this article. So apparently the cost of a sexual transaction can be telegraphed through a picture of roses where each stem represents a hundred dollars. Fascinating, right? And then <laughs> I was like, okay, file this under things I never needed to know. Okay. Things, I mean, yeah. I was like, I mean, and it's also sort of like the links that people will go to to commit a crime or, you know what I mean? Like, it's sort of like, oh, well, that's, you know, it's like almost like espionage, you know? Um, others say they're looking for a quote unquote date and keep it ambiguous, but suggestive. And certainly trafficking victims would not identify themselves as such. All of which means dating platforms could find themselves under scrutiny in the months ahead or even face legal action that might mean anything from fines to imprisonment to lawsuits by underage victims. Um, The the law is going to hit the online dating sites hard, according to um, Eric Goldman, who's a law professor out at Santa Clara University here in California. He said the law's wording is so vague it could easily create liability for these services if sex workers, whether trafficked or not, simply use their platforms. Mm. Um, So the the law is called the SESTA-FOSTA law. SESTA, it's a combination of two bills is actually, it's called, um, SESTA stands for Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act, and Mm -hmm. FOSTA is Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act. So it's a combination of those two bills that make up the law. And it was passed by Congress in March, so just a couple of months ago, and then signed into law just last month in April. And it, um, so I already said it makes, what, it makes it illegal to um, facilitate. And, t- and that's, that's the thing, either intentionally facilitate or knowingly assist. So that's like, I guess, some of that ambiguity there. Because... Um, and it's kind of crazy, though. It seems like just because these dating sites exist and people use it for that, they could be liable, which seems to me a bit of a stretch. Um, the law supporters dispute opponents' claims that the dating services face risks. So uh, Tana Bien Aim, who's the executive director of the Coalition Against Trafficking in Women, says it's not true based on the law and also prosecutorial discretion. She said prosecutors and victims face legal hurdles in proving a dating platform knew of the problems. The biggest companies say that they can manage the risks. Match Group, which, this is interesting, I didn't know that all that there's one group that owned all of these. Match Group owns Match.com, Tinder, OkCupid, and Plenty of Fish. Mm-hmm. And they say that any potential legal issues give huge advantages to those with enough size to comply we are able to have a big legal team, a big customer team. Um, and that's from, that's the CEO, Mandy Ginsburg. Um, so they seem to not be quite as worried, at least in this statement, but it says signs suggest that match.com is weary of the shifting landscape in the financial filing in March. The company said various proposed laws could quote, 
impose additional costs upon the conduct of our business generally or cause users to abandon our dating products. So um, while they're saying that it's that they're, they've got it handled, um, they do seem to have at least some level of concern or there might be some costs that are being passed along to the people uh, on their platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Um, but it says clearly difficulties managing the risk will be faced mostly by smaller firms or those offering matching services as part of a bigger platform. So for example, Craigslist said it dropped its personal section back in March to avoid any liability. Mm, um, which yeah. again, again, like if you're, I mean, Craigslist, I don't know that that's, <laughs> that was ever like considered a legitimate dating site. Um, no, unless you want to get murdered. Right. <laughs> like, like, unless you're up for, like, yeah, just uh, being, a, like, a, really a victim of um, some kind of serial killer. Um, and then, I'm sure you've not heard of this, Pounce.org, a dating site for people who like to dress up in animal costumes. <laughs> um, they went offline in April along with a number of other smaller quote-unquote niche players. (laughs) In a post explaining the decision, Pounced said, the possibility of misuse was too great for a platform run by volunteers. (laughs) (laughs) There's something for everybody out on this on the the world wide web. On the interwebs, yes. Um... Our larger competitors are not likely to find a large market in servicing the furry community. So so our community will suffer. Um, Yeah, so, you know, so pounce.org. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. (laughs) Sorry for the furry, the suffering community. community. Oh, my word. one mm. <laughs> yeah like i said this article is fascinating um one result may be that big players extend their dominance industry revenue is expected to top three billion dollars in 2018 which is up 7.8 percent from last year according to a december report by ibis world the young adult market is key with 27 percent of 18 to 24 year olds using dating sites or mobile apps according to this 2015 survey by the Pew Research Center. Um, To survive a host of threats, Ms. Ginsburg of Match says dating platforms need robust defenses. Match scans for suspicious code words and immediately takes down profiles reported for violations. She argues that her company's Tinder platform, often seen as an app for those seeking sex, is focused on relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Though those relationships tend to be a bit more casual, as she puts it. Still, she added... Yeah, when I heard about it, I thought of, like, Tinder and, like, Grindr, which are, like, hookup, like, to me, kind of more Which are already considered kind of hookup sites, right. So they're saying... Not prostitution, but, like... Right, no, yeah. Casual. More casual encounters, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um and she adds, you know, I don't think that you, her quote is, I don't think you can ever say that you can keep 100% of bad behavior off. So, no. Um, so, yeah. And again, I feel like it's going back to this idea of there being prosecu- prosecutorial um, discretion. I don't know. Like, it just seems the issue is the sex traffickers themselves, not the website that 
like not, not these legitimate websites that are actually already hosting dating, you know? Right. Um, so Facebook Incorporated, the world's largest social media platform, is getting into dating with these threats in mind. Plans include limiting messages to text only to prevent inappropriate photos and links, requiring that dating profiles be linked to a real Facebook account, and limiting the service only to adults. Um, smaller dating services like Bumble, Happen, Grinder, and Hinge declined to comment or didn't respond to reporter queries. Um, Coffee Meets Bagel co-founder and chief operating officer Dawoon Tong said only, we do not see this impacting us. Um, Amanda Bradford, who's the chief executive and the founder of the league, said in a statement that the platform will quote, comply with needed regulation changes and stress that the league already uses both screening algorithms and internal moderation tools. And here's the other bit of, (laughs) here's another one that you probably didn't know about. And perhaps the most precarious position are quote unquote, sugar daddy services in which a sex partner is promised expensive gifts or other financial help. Mr. Goldman of uh, Santa Clara University says, I think this category is going to be devastated. <laughs> Chief <Yeah>. exec- <laughs> No, because I was, I don't know any particular like names of sites, but I know that oh, there are those sites where like young women, you know, are matched with, you know, like sugar, you know, are they called sugar babies or whatever they're called? Sugar so yeah where, yeah, where they're matched with, um, you know, older men, and, like, that whole exchange is sex and companionship for money. So, like, that's kind mm-hmm. of like a... Yeah. You know, it's, it's not, quote-unquote, prostitution, but it's well, a form it's of... It's a form of it. I mean, it's not... Yeah. I mean, It's I, more it's, of an accepted form of it, because that's very common in our society, where younger sure. women date older men for, you know, yeah. Financial benefits. So, mm-hmm. Brand- Brandon Wade... I'll have you know, is the chief executive of the Sugar Daddy platform Seeking Arrangement. Mm -hmm. And he says his operation was training staff to look for more suspicious activity and already had measures in place, such as message monitoring. Even so, he said he was worried. Certainly it puts websites at greater risk of civil lawsuit. So um, just... I I was just fascinated by one all these little niche um, <laughs> dating sites that I was. Girl, devil- there's like one for you looking for a cowboy. They're all oh wow, very specific like interracial like mixes. There's a lot sure. out there. You know, Christian Mangle, as my daddy used to say. Mangle, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like definitely, like I I've I knew of like all the obviously all the mainstream ones that were are the bigger companies that were mentioned mm-hmm. and um, you know, you know, the Christian or like the, like Jewish, you know, um, J date yeah, J- 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 and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, which are also like just kind of larger mainstream places, but yeah, I definitely didn't I'm, know about the furries. I didn't know about, the, I definitely didn't know about the furry community um, on pounce.org. Um, clearly I have no reason to know about that. Um, and, like the um, Ashley Madisons, where you know, like married men. Mm, yeah. yeah. So those, yeah. There's all types of. Yeah. yeah there's all sorts of arrangements being made out there, um, and they have um, nothing to do with me. They have nothing to do with me. Um, so, but yeah. So it was just interesting. Um, it seems to me that um, 
it, that there obviously just needs to be, um, there should always be monitoring on all these sites, which seem to already be in place in a lot of ways and will probably just be made a little bit more stringent, which is probably mm -hmm. a good thing. Um, but I can't imagine how, if, if, a, if a website like match.com or whoever has all these measures in place and somehow people still manage to figure a way around them, how they could be held legally liable when the person, the people committing the crime are actually the ones who this law is supposed to target. So I don't, right. that, that's the part that I don't get. Like I get how it's going to make things more complicated for these websites in order to be, at least be able to point to a list of things that they have in place and to secure their website. But barring doing all those things like how can you hold them liable for what criminals figure a way around like a picture of roses like that's crazy um right. or whatever else they're gonna think of to take the place of, of that you know like it's you know it's crazy so yeah so anyway so that's that's the news story that i have it's um it's not definitely not like a big global one there's a whole, like I said, there's a whole lot going on in the news. I just don't have the headspace for it. <laughs> so that's my newsworthy, just that one wacky story. Okay. Uh, what do you have for me? Okay, so the viral Vox um, this week, as you know, one of the big news stories that I'm not really going to go into on um, Wait Till Me Everything is that... Um, the Roseanne show was canceled. Uh -huh. um, can't go anywhere without seeing that. Um, she made some very, very, um, very disgusting like comments regarding Valerie Jarrett. Um, Here's I my question. People... Mm -hmm. What? Where did that even come from? Like, why was she I making feel like a comment? Jarrett isn't doing anything right now. Am I right? Am I? Am I... Like missing something? That's why I was like, "Is it like 2008?" Like I was so confused. Like, right? Like, what's it just seemed out of me. And I read like because I considered covering the Roseanne story, but the articles were all just very involved, and none of them answered the question that I had to begin with, which was, "Why is Valerie Jarrett's name in her mouth at all?" Like, she's not. Like you said, she's not doing anything right now. So, like, how did it even not come that up? I know of. Like, <laughs> like why? Like, why? Why did it come up in a tweet to begin with? Like, why was she addressing Valerie Jarrett one way or another to begin with? And I couldn't find anything that explained that. Everybody, like, all the articles I found just said, you know, what she said, and which was horrible, and um. Yeah, let's just get this out of the way. Um, dear white people, stop comparing black people to monkeys and apes. I don't. You can't say Planet of the Apes is just a movie. By now, you know, you're well aware, because you guys started it, the historical context <laughs> of... You started it. You started it. So you know about it. The historical uh... context of comparing black people to monkeys or, like, comparing anybody to an animal, not okay. No. And so, like, just stop. Like, cut it Unless out. you're saying, it's like, that someone's, like, like, a big teddy bear. Like, that's okay. But don't, like, not yes, that. Like not... the, the fella is, like, a little teddy bear. He's such yeah. a sweet. He's just, like, a big, gentle teddy bear. Like, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. But, like, an ape, 
a monkey. Right. Like again, we have friends who will not let their children wear clothing with monkeys on it because it's do. a trigger. Like it's so it that's so like ingrained as like a racist thing. Just like if you like you know have a picture of like in blackface eating watermelon, like not okay. Like none of these things are okay. Mm-mm. So like stop it. So if you say it like oh just compare it to planet, cut it out. No, does not have the same historical, you know, background or, you know, like legacy or whatever as, you know, comparing someone like um, 45 to like a Cheeto. Not the same thing. Like, so don't even try to put them on the same level. Okay. And yes, back to your comments. I'm sorry. Just Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, so I guess that, that was my primary question, which I, which is part of the reason I didn't cover the story on Newsworthy was just that, um, I didn't, I didn't quite under, I felt like I was missing something. Like, what am I, like, what am I missing? Um, <laughs> um, and why she would like be calling Valerie Jarrett kind of just out for, um, I, I just couldn't tell why. So, um, so yeah, so that was, um, that was my question. Um, and the whole thing is just kind of ridiculous. It's stupid. Um, you know, I feel sorry for not any of like Wanda Sykes or Melissa Gilbert who signed on to the show after she made all these other ridiculous racist comments in the past and all of this other stuff. So like I don't really care about that, but the people who are like on the crew who like those mm-hmm. people who just like are trying to make a living. Like, I feel bad for those people. But all the rest of y'all, don't be outraged now when y'all know how she was. Like, quit it. Just cut it out. Yeah, I don't think anyone can be... Like, I don't think anyone can genuinely... Knowing Roseanne Barr's history of just saying stuff um, can be, like, can claim to be legitimately, like, surprised. Oh, they're all outraged. Right. But... No, don't, don't even, yeah, whatever. So I'm like, yeah, 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 sure. But yeah, so that's not even the viral box, but that's just kind of like, this is what the viral box came from. So when she came back to kind of apologize for what she said, she did kind of come at all of her co-stars and and responded like, wow, really? And like, you know, Wanda Sox, she's psyched. She said she threw her under the bus and, you know, she kind of came back and like a bunch of people, whatever. But one of the things that she said was that, her comments were um, a result of her Ambien use. And I've never oh. seen Ambien. I have heard things about Ambien um, and how you will, you know, clean your house and not know that you're doing it. Like, you know, like, I've heard, like, stories about Ambien and I was a little afraid of it. But um, the manufacturers of Ambien, and again, Dictionary.com. Dictionary.com is coming for everybody, like whoever's yes. doing their stuff, this is second week in a row. Dictionary, yeah, they like, keep coming up. Yes, they're like the Wendy's people who always got the like quick little um, yes, little comeback. So, so whoever's in their social media department is like on it. Good job, you guys. Whatever millennial or not even millennial, whatever the ones below them are, the I can't even remember right now. I know what they're called, but now I can't remember. They're, anyway, oh yeah, they're, they're not. No, I can't remember. Like, they're like, when I, they're, it's the first, they're like, you know, 
19. These are probably millennials. Anyway, the, the end of the millennials. Anyway, well, anyway, whoever y'all are, whatever generation, good job. You guys are doing it. Good job. Okay. So, so the two like little viral things from dictionary.com and Sanofi US, who are the manufacturers of um, Ambien. So they said, Sanofi said, People of all races, religions, and nationalities work at Sanofi every day to improve the lives of people around the world. While all pharmaceutical treatments have side effects, racism is not a known side effect of any <laughs> Sanofi medication. Oh, that is terrific. Boom. Yeah. So dictionary.com, again, they're like, the name Ambien is thought to come from the word ambient or similar words in French. Ambient does not mean prone to make it, making racist comments, but it does mean of the surrounding area or environment. So they're like, yeah, no. Right. Oh, wow. Dictionary.com. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, basically none of that. Like it's, and then, and, and, and the, that, like, it's just such a ridiculous thing to even come out as. <laughs> It, it's just indefensible, like, and, and especially given her history, given her, like, mm-hmm. long history of just being kind of racist. Um, right. Uh, so it's it's hard to, like, be on your, like, 103rd statement <laughs> and be like, oh, no, well, this was because of this drug or whatever. Like, no, it wasn't. Wow. No, ma'am. Wow. So that's, yeah, good job, Ambient people and uh, dictionary.com. Exactly. So, yeah, so before I get into the, so wait, tell me everything before getting to the, yeah, transition. Before getting to (laughs) the tomfoolery that's been going on all, you know, from last week ongoing, I want to just talk about something like positive that happened. Oh, um, so we've talked about um, Kenya Barris in the past, who's the blackish creator. Yes. Grunge creator. Yeah. And his wife, Dr. Rainbow, his, you know, his wife is named Rainbow. That's where he got the oh, name Oh, is that where he got the name? How cute. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. They donated $1 million, million to fund a new scholarship at their alma mater, Clark Atlanta University. So, oh, nice. Yeah. So um, he was awarded an honorary doctor of humane letters during commencement um, a couple of weeks ago um, and so this was apparently the largest don- single gift from an alum that the that Clark Atlanta has ever received. Wow. Uh, yeah and so the money will be used to fund the Kenya and Rainbow Barris Annual Scholarship Award which they're going to split evenly to support mass media arts majors and students studying biology. So they awesome. both graduated with yeah, yeah, so they both graduated in 1996. He had a degree in mass media arts. And, of course, you know, he went on to um, create Blackish and Grownish. Uh-huh. Um, but he also has worked on the game America's Next Top Model. And back in the day, he was a writer for Sister, Sister and Girlfriends. Oh, interesting. So I didn't know that. Yeah, business for the, for a while. And his wife graduated same year, 19. They're like, you know, in the AUC while I was there. Uh, graduated mm-hmm. from CAU in 96 with a degree in biology. Um, she's a certified, she's an anesthesiologist. So oh, she, she is make a good money. Not any, well, she is now through, you know, with her other adventures, but she, um, 
wrote a book, Keeping Up with the Johnsons, Bo's Guide to Blackish Parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, and she recently quit working to devote oh. herself full time to raising a couple six children. So it's kind of following. Whoa, they know, have six kids. Yeah, so he writes a lot of their situations into the show, like you know, like the doctors. Um, and you know, he's kind of like in entertainment and a uh, media, and you know, they have like all these children and how she, you know, their marital problems, you know, that arc this season about their marital mm-hmm. issues that mirrored like something that they went through. Um, not too long ago, and how they were kind of able to get through it. So they wow. you know, kind of writes a lot of stuff into the show. So yeah, six children, girl. Ooh. And so she was saying, like in another interview, how she was like the first person in her family to go to college, and you know she never really thought about or had a passion for being a doctor. Uh-huh. It was just like you know a lot of people who grow up in you know kind of poor situations is like what can I do to make a lot of money? I'm going to be a doctor. Right. So she was like, it was hard. It wasn't necessarily her passion, but she did it because she didn't have anything to fall back on. Right. So, you know, now that she has this freedom, you know, where she can, like, you know, they can be comfortable and, you know, she's made money and Mm -hmm. she can, you know, raise, focus on, you know, raising her children and kind of like, I guess, finding out like what she's passionate about and, you know, like working on that. So that's like, you know, I always like excited about people being able to do what they want to do. (laughs) What you're passionate about and like, you know, if you want to stay at home and raise your children, like, you shouldn't let anybody make you feel bad. Like, why did you go to medical school and waste all that money? Like, no, you did all of those things. And that's awesome. But, like, you can determine what you want to do with your life. Like, and you shouldn't let anybody make you feel bad about it. So I'm also excited about her being able to kind of do that. Do what, you know, follow her kind of passions and, you know, devote herself to her family and her kids and whatever she wants to do. Her other bitch, I'm sure, you know, there are other ventures that she wants to explore, so that's exciting. So yeah, it's I very love it. exciting. So that is very cool. All right, uh, uh, Doctor and Mister Barris, uh, <laughs> that yes. is, is is wonderful. Hashtag Black Excellence. Black I... Excellence. Um, hashtag Black Love. Hashtag love Black love. love. All of it. Black family. Yeah. Black family, like all the all the black hashtags. All, all the black hashtags. Thank you for all that. The, hashtag all them kids. Good Ooh, Lord. All them kids with a D. D-E-M. All them kids. Yeah. Man, God bless y'all. Alright, so this brings us to the tomfoolery that's been going on for mm. over a week. So again, I know you know nothing about this. So okay, Kanye and so it kind of like kind of all stems from Kanye. He's been in the news a lot. You know, all of his statements, people are saying, oh, he has some projects coming up. That's probably what it is. And of course, he produced um, an album. I'm like album, whatever they call it now. Some music. for. Um, <laughs> it's still an album. Yeah. For this artist called Pusha T. Do you have any idea who Pusha T is? I promise you, I'm not even sure how to spell Pusha T as I'm sitting here taking notes. I'm your Pusha. P-U-S-H-A. <laughs> Pusha. Pusha. Um, so, and then the letter T? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Pusha T. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, Pusha T, like, I saw his picture, like, again, like, I follow rap, like, again, I'm, I'm like, very peripheral rap listener. So... Uh-huh. I was like, Pusha T, I was like, what, who, what? And I saw his picture, I was like, okay, he looks familiar, like, who is this person? 
And then I was like, oh, so there's a group called Clips. Do you remember Clips in Mm -hmm. the 90s? Okay, they had a song that was really popular called Grinding, which was cool. Like, I liked Grinding a lot. I liked Clips. I listened to Clips. They were just, like, one of those people, like, I didn't listen to, like, all their stuff, but it was, like, fine. So Pusha T is half of Clips. They were two brothers. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, that's why he's familiar looking. Okay, great. So... Kanye produced his new album that was released last week called Daytona. And it caused some controversy last week because they had some cover art for the project, uh, for the album, the cover. And mm-hmm. at the last minute, apparently, Pusha T said Kanye decided to change it mm-hmm. to a picture that he got from the choir, Inquirer that he paid like $85,000 for of Whitney Houston's bathroom with drug paraphernalia that the Inquirer, um, someone, like, one of her family members sold it to the Inquirer, and so he paid for that picture and made that his album, the album cover. What? Yeah. It makes no sense. I don't understand why. I don't understand why you would pay that much money to the Inquirer for that picture. I don't understand what that picture has to do with the album, and I'm never going to know because I'm not going to listen to it. Um, three, Kanye, how dare you, like, put on display, like, and disrespect, like, Whitney Houston. Like, sure enough, like, Whitney Houston did all this stuff, but she's dead. Why are you bringing this up? Right, why does that have to do with anything? I'm so confused. I'm so confused and just disgusted. That's gross. It's just gross. I just thought it was, ugh. So, yeah, he's been in the news. Like, so Kanye was in the news about the whole picture and Whitney, and people were kind of outraged about that. There was also some, like, issues between, um, you know, he had a, he founded, co-founded a foundation for his mother. And um, there's been some issues with the people running the organization saying, like, he hasn't, you know, given them any money and all that kind of stuff. And uh-huh. it's just been a back and forth. Uh-huh. Kim Kardashian got involved, you know, talking about stuff. And it was just like, just be quiet. And then Kim Kardashian going to the White House advocating for prison reform. So they've just been all over the news this week and last week. And I just can't. Wow. It's, it's just been too much. It sounds like a disaster. Yeah. So that's not even my...
So then Drake, of course, that same day his album came out, Drake released a response, uh, <laughs> a freestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he took the opportunity to talk about Pusha T. He talked about um, Kanye West. He talked about how he helped Kanye West on some songs for his 2016 album, The Life of Pablo. Mm-hmm. Um, and because Drake is the king of petty, he, this Negro, actually <laughs> took it a step f- further and sent um, Good Music, um, Kanye's label, a $100,000 invoice for promotional assistance and career reviving. So oh, wow. he literally has this little invoice. He put a picture of the invoice on Instagram on Friday on like Ovo, which is his record label, on Ovo letterhead, sent it to Kanye West labeled, and he captioned the, the um, post, you're welcome. And literally the fee, $100,000 US dollars. Wow. So I was like, hilarious. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of that thing. So didn't end there. So Pusha T claps back with a song called The Story of, I'm going to say it wrong, Adidion, um, which he um, raps over Jay-Z's The Story of OJ. Have You've listened to that, right? Uh, uh-uh. okay it's actually like really good like i like it um is, is that from his most recent endeavor mm-hmm. okay yeah no. from jay-z's last one okay so the video's good so the story of oj really good um so anyway so on this diss track his artwork shows drake in blackface oh and so um and the picture isn't like a fake picture it's artwork pulled from a photo shoot that Drake did with a photographer years ago, like when he was on Degrassi, when he was acting, before he became a rapper. Oh, um, okay. And so this photo has been on this photographer's website, like, forever. Mm-hmm. Um, he found it, dragged it up. Um, in this particular song, like, again, he uses that as a cover. He references um, Drake... Um, calling out his fiance. Um, he also mentions that Drake is the father, a deadbeat father um, to a child of a porn star, which oh. has been an allegation that's been going around for a while, and which is probably true, and no one's really, like, saying much about it. Like, people have mentioned it. Um but, you know, people are like, you know, whatever. Um, so then he takes a shot at mm-hmm. one of Drake's longtime collaborators, Noah Forty, um, about how he um, is sick. And so um, the guy, Noah Forty, he, he has multiple sclerosis, so he is sick. Uh, and so, like, that's rude. Uh, wow. <laughs> so, like, take a shot at this person who, is, like, has a disease. And so uh, the producer, uh, Forty, his response was like uh well tomorrow is world ms day as a matter of fact so it was kind of like well since you're gonna bring me up and right let's talk about like some awareness so that was kind of like his response so like whatever and then he has a whole portion where he talks about drake's parents and how um you know, his father wears Steve Harvey suits, which he does. And his father, <laughs> his father does. His, have you ever seen Drake's daddy? 
Uh-uh. No. Girl, he does a whole lot. He's he's like a player from the Himalayas. Like he is like living his best life um thanks to his son's fame. And so anyway, so Pusha T talks about how like his dad was a direct daddy <laughs> dad. His oh, daddy I'm was a... pictures of him now. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. His Instagram is amazing. It's so good. He has some like young like Asian girlfriend or something. I don't know if he's still with her or not. But yeah, girl, it's a whole lot. He's a whole lot. He's just like some old cat. You shouldn't talk about people's parents. (laughs) Oh yeah, he talked about how his dad was a deadbeat dad and how now Drake's a deadbeat dad and how he mentions his mother in the in the the diss and how his daddy never married his mother. So I'm like crazy. They were married early, but like got divorced like a couple years or whatever. So anyway, so he talked about his mom and daddy, you know, and so Drake hasn't responded in another diss. I feel like it's coming, but he can't wait too much longer, but um, he responded to the blackface issue, did not respond, you know, via um, like I said, via comeback a diss record, and he did not talk about the side baby or it's not even the side baby, just that baby he ain't acknowledging. But apparently he's paying for her, so secretly. Anyway, so Drake did respond. <laughs> That's a whole lot. Yeah, Drake did respond. Because I always wonder, because Drake is just a hoe. And I was like, how has wow. he not gotten caught up yet? Like, because, you know, after a matter, a matter of time of doing all that for so many years, like, it's only a matter of time. And he just picks, he just has no kind of filter, you know, just like, ugh. Mm. So anyway, um, so he responded to the blackface issue, and this is what he says. I know everyone is enjoying the circus, but I want to clarify this image in question. This was not from a clothing brand shoot or my music career. This picture is from 20, um, 2007, a time in my life where I was an actor and I was working on a project that was about young black actors struggling to get roles, being stereotyped and typecast. The pictures represented how African-Americans were once wrongfully wrongfully portrayed in entertainment. Me and my best friend at the time, I ain't saying his name, who was also an actor from Sudan, were attempting to use our voice to bring awareness to the issues we dealt with all the time as black actors in auditions. This was to highlight and raise our frustrations with not always getting a fair chance in the industry and to make a point that the struggle for black actors had not changed much. And my whole thing is like, Drake is a black person. Like, he's biracial, so him wearing blackface, I'm like... Right. It, and then and then you add the context to that, and it's, like, right. a completely so, different thing. Yeah, and so, like, someone on Twitter, like, asked, like, because you know how people are always like, well, what do you think about this? What do you, like, ask Lupe Fiasco what he thought about it, and he's pretty, like, kind of uh, very politically aware or whatever, and he was like, I've seen all of the pictures and he's like, he didn't use all of the pictures. He's used this one picture. And he's like, and if you see it all in context, it makes sense. Like it's a statement, but like mm-hmm. just taking this one picture out of context, like that's not cool. Like it does come off as like crazy. And then again, like Drake is a whole black person. Like he's like, it's not like <laughs> a whole black person. He is a whole he entire black man yeah he is like you know he is considered like a black man he does biracial you know jewish and black so it's like okay like for real dude like whatever so apparently push a t isn't here for the explanation 
So today he responded. Um, he says, um, Dre's explanation doesn't change my view at all. You are silent on all black issues. You don't stand for nothing. You don't say nothing about nothing. You have all the platform in the world. You were so passionate back then. No, you weren't. That's number one. That's what I know. Um, please stop referring to this picture as artwork. So people were asking about the questions. Someone asked him, the photographer asked him to remove the image because um, he it's his. First right. of all. Yeah, um, he doesn't, he, he didn't can't. pay, he didn't you pay didn't the rights to use it. it. Right. Yeah. And so he was like, oh, nobody's asked me to do that, you know, before. I'm like, well, don't. Yeah, so you see how Kanye used that picture? Like, but he did pay for it. Right. Like, you just can't take someone's work and not pay for it. So anyway, so people were saying that it was possibly um, edited. And he was like, please stop referring to this picture as artwork. I'm not an internet baby. I don't edit images. This is a real picture. These are his truths. See for yourself. And he said that on Tuesday. Um, and he was like... Oh, um while people are waiting, you know, people are kind of waiting for Drake to respond. He's like, he's ready to continue the feud. I'm ready for everything that comes with it, everything. And we're going to deal it, going to deal in truth. My truth was questioned. I'm going to deal in truth all summer long. Not so, all summer long. Let's yeah, not do this is, all summer long. This is all going back to Drake saying like, oh, this is great for you because you have nothing to lose. This is making you relevant, reviving your career. And like so that like so yeah you want this to go on as long as possible. And so yeah, so I was like, uh, you know, my whole take is like I'm far removed from the bat rap battle, like all that kind of stuff. Although I do enjoy, you know, Drake and you know, as we you know, we were talking me and Morgan were telling you about the whole like Meek Mill Drake thing. It was so good. Uh-huh. It was so uh-huh. entertaining. So back to back was great, you know, like <laughs> Again, I'm a Degrassi fan, so I love Wheelchair Jimmy. Um, so I've been wow. a fan for way back. Also, um, as a college-educated black woman, I ride for Drake. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I can't help it. We, You know, like Issa said, you know, he just gets us. We love him. And so, um, that is also hysterical. Find, like, Pusha T, like, super hypocritical. Like, I mean, how are you calling Drake out for not supporting the black community? When one, you're a former drug dealer and you ride for Kanye. Like, you were on Kanye's team? Like, no. Like, Kanye, who says slavery was a choice and all these other ridiculous comments that he's made and, like, meeting with Trump, his wife meeting with Trump and, like, talking about Obama didn't do anything for Chicago and he hasn't done anything for, you know, like, what, are, what has he done for Chicago? So it's kind of like, dude, like, don't, and, like, literally, Push T, what have you done? Like, what have you done? So, right, and that was going to be my question even more so with, him himself like you're saying that drake um whatever isn't doing anything for the community or whatever it's kind of like well i mean like is he some sort of like social activist or like does he have has he ever used his platform for anything or is he coming out of he don't have a platform well i mean but even as just you know someone out in the world just being who you are like is he you know what i mean like yeah, like you're not a celebrity on Drake's level or whatever, but like just being a person in this world, like what is it that you're doing that's so like, you know, life changing for the community at large or whatever? It just seems, I, I just, yeah, I, it just, and it, this whole thing is silly. Like the easiest thing for Drake to, 
I I feel like I get that he like addressed the photograph because whatever he was trying to say about it, I think it's probably important to put it in its context. Right. But other than that, like he really Drake, doesn't need to come back because Drake. Wins. He doesn't need to come back. Like it's and not only that, but like the like like you said, the more the like the continuing the cycle only keeps this other guy's name in the media, which is what he wants. So. Right, like- just let it lie and it'll all you know like in the end like i don't see this push a t fella um <laughs> <Why are> you... <laughs> <laughs> i don't see him like <laughs> you know whatever like <laughs> and honestly i can't take him seriously because he's still wearing plaits in 2018 like so i don't oh. really want to hear anything you have to say like, yeah, I just, he's, it just, just, yeah, just let it lie. For, but one, it's, it's childish, like this whole back and forth and Well, whatever. that's what it is. It's, it's the, it's, as Charlemagne would say, it's the culture. Like that's, that's what you do in rap. Like that's, that's what you do. And it doesn't make any sense, but that's very much like a part of what their business is. And that's like yeah. kind of the best music comes out of a lot of times there has but, been some yeah. yeah no i mean there's some classic you know I mean? like no Vaseline, good classic ether, yeah, yeah, yeah like you know yeah, so absolutely there's some good so it's kind of like yeah it's like the part of the culture and i get it you know the thing is like we're in our 40s so we're so like it's not ours <laughs> like you know what i mean like it's not a part of what we do so it yeah it is like really like get over it like stop just stop just so. stop i mean it's i mean you know and I don't, Drake is, you know, he's not like, I mean, he's not old, but he's not a young, young, young either. It's not like he's, you know, I don't know. It's just kind Jay's of in his 30s. He's, he's like, in I his think, 30s. Yeah, I think he's 31. And Pusha T is like my age. Yeah, so that's even sillier. Yeah, it's just, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Pusha T. What oh. does his name even mean? Pusha are um drug dealers i know what pusha is but what's okay. the t stand for oh no it might be from his first name i promise you i don't know anything i i don't know anything about this man except that he wears plaits in 2018 and he used and to he be used eclipsed. to be a <laughs> <laughs> he used to be eclipsed he used and to be eclipsed that i wonder what his, his brother is doing you said it was two brothers what's his brother doing these days again probably like Probably texting I, him like, dude. Shut up. <laughs> the hell if I know. And also, I don't, I was not even interested enough to find out. This guy's a flash in the pan, just like he Is was. He's a flash in the pan. Like, he's been he's around a, since the 90s. Right, but not like. for 20 years. Not dominating. Not, like, not even in the game, really. I mean, like, you had to figure out, you had to try to remember who he was and why he looked familiar again, to you. We're not gonna go by me. Like, people who pay attention to rap music, you know, and still in, in our age know know who he is. Like, we're not gonna go by. But they, that's a good calibration. That's a good, like, not calibration. Lord, what is wrong with me? I need to calibrate my just, um, <laughs> Speaking of that's calibration. That's a good um, kind of barometer like if i know who a person is that means they're famous because uh-huh. yeah because otherwise like who are you otherwise who are you yeah if yeah. i don't know who you are the casual rap 
listener. <laughs> I really think that that's true. Yeah, I, I think it's true. Like, and if you know who they are, that means it. Oh, if I know who you are, you're like Beyonce. You only know you, like Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You are a mega star. You are like completely dominating in whatever your field is if I know who you are. Absolutely. That is very true. Like, if I know who you are, you have officially made it. You have made it! (laughs) Yes! You have made it! Oh my gosh. You are doing that thing. Oh my gosh. That's hysterical. Well, this is all just silly. (laughs) (laughs) And the final verdict... I'm not listening to anybody taking anybody serious who's wearing plaits. And Andrea, this is just silly. You've heard it here. You heard just it from us. Two four-year-olds. We, yes, we said we've ended the battle. It's we've over. ended the battle. It's over. It's done. Just, but, just yeah. Stop. Seriously, you do need to look at the video for the story of OJ. It's really okay. good. Now I've yeah. got a homework assignment. I'm surprised I didn't send it to you because I was sending it to people. Were you okay. sending it to people? What? Yeah, because I do send things to like the fella and Andrea, and I'm like, oh, look at this. I thought I sent it to you too, because you're kind of like in those circle of people that I send stuff to. So, hmm, okay, whatever. I was like, what do you think about this? Because it was kind of interesting, and like it was kind of funny, because we talked about um, stuff that he has a line in there, like you know what's important, like credit, and about like spending money, and you you can listen to it, but yeah. Yeah, oh, maybe the... I did see. I just, I, you know, it's, it's I don't commit these things to memory. Clearly, I don't, I don't I, either. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, I see. I'll have to read. I'll have to revisit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's all. I was like, man, that's, that's take plenty. Up. Yeah, I was like, that's gonna take up forever. Yeah, it really was a whole lot. It was. It really was. Okay. Uh-huh. And again, I ride for Drake. I'm on Drake's side because he's adorable. Yeah, I don't and... really have strong feelings about Drake. One way or another. I, I, well, you know how I am. I have strong feelings about Drake when he has a beard. Yeah, we have had this discussion. <laughs> We've had this discussion on this show already. Yes, we much. have. So when he has a beard, I'm just like, yes, Drake. When he does not, like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I don't feel strongly mm-hmm. about him one way or the other in yeah. any category. He's fine. Yeah, I like him. He's adorable. Um, even with his kind of gross ways. Adorable. Aww. Um, I'm trying to think of what else kind of happened. Oh, yeah, congratulations to Serena for making her kind of come back. Oh, I saw her in her, her cat suit. Her cat suit. Yeah, her <laughs> um People are, you know, her Black Panther wear, her husband kind of made a, like, Wakanda Forever kind of comment. No, like, is that made of vibranium or something like that? So, yeah. Well, she even mentioned Wakanda in her post-match interview. Yeah, because people were like, what is she wearing? Oh, my God, that's terrible. That's not doing anything for her. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, we've gotten past that Serena wears whatever she wants to wear. Uh, <laughs> she, yeah, I'm and like she is not wearing the white skirt, you know, like she wears mm-hmm. what she wants to wear, and you know, like whatever. So, congrats to her, and hopefully, and she won her first match, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so, um, yeah. 
that's about it. There's some other things that, you know, whatever. This it's book, all good. Yeah. Yeah, Great. so, again, like, people, I was like, this is great for Wait, Tell Me Everything. Next week, there'll be lots of stuff to talk about because people, again, it's, you know, school's out, summer's approaching, shenanigans, shenanigans. People Man. Acting up. So, I'm like, thank uh-huh. you. I have my choice of things to talk about. So, that's great. Oh, very good. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get personal. Yeah. Um, okay. So for myself, mm-hmm. um, I ha- so last week was supposed to be this kind of like chill week because I had just gotten back from Atlanta on Monday. I didn't. I had Tuesday still off from work, so I went back to work on Wednesday. You know, it's supposed to be a short week, Wednesday through Friday. Kind of ease back into the routine. And I had, it was a terrible work week. There were just terrible things happening at my job. Mm. Um, and as um, as you know, if there's bad things happening at my job, it's like really actually very bad. <laughs> so, yeah, hospital, um, bad things at a hospital are not like. Yeah, and bad things at a I trauma broke center. A nail. Are, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Bad things at a trauma center are, like, ridiculous. Yeah. So, so anyway, so it was a terrible week. And um, and then that led it Memorial Day weekend. And I wasn't originally slated to have Monday off, but they're, you know, cracking down on PTO. So they made us flex PTO for the holiday. So at first I was, like, uh, kind of hemmed and hot about it. But by the time Friday came around, I was – absolutely ready for the three-day weekend like I'd never been so ready I was like I need every bit of these three days um so um as I mentioned last week I got new bedroom furniture just storage a new chest of drawers and a new armoire and I you know talked about those last week so um this week um on Saturday I spent the day completely like cleaning out my closet and I even did, like, a couple of, like, Facebook Live videos because I wanted to, like, one, keep myself, like, accountable for actually doing the work because that was, like, my chore for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And, um, and two, like, I was like, oh, you know, I love organizing stuff, so I'll just give, like, a few, like, organizing tips, like, while I'm at it, once I'm done with everything. Mm-hmm. So I feel so good because I compiled – once I purged my closet and all the drawers and put everything back where it belongs, I had a total of five of those giant, like, black, you know, garbage bags, five bags full of clothes to give away, and one bag of things that needed to be trashed, like, mm. you know, that were just, like, not wearable anymore. You know, mm-hmm. just, like, you just kind of, like, you know you're not wearing it, you know it's broken, you know you're going to not fix it, and it just sits yes. in your closet. Um, so some shoes like that, some other pieces that were just like this, they're not even good enough to give away, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so I just, you know, it's just, I find it so cathartic to clean out like stuff like that, whether it's closets or your file cabinets or whatever. Like I love doing that kind of stuff because it does feel just very therapeutic to me. Like, this, like it's kind of like, oh, this one little corner of the world that you have some control over, um, especially after a week like last week where there's just a lot of things that were outside of, you know, my mm-hmm. realm, realm of influence. It was just like, okay, this 
this I can manage. This I can actually do something about. Um, so I clean up my closet. I um, polished up all the new, well, the new, uh, one of the new, the armoire came already polished and ready, but my chest of drawers I bought um, needed to be like cleaned, like dusted inside and out. And then like I oiled it down with like, you know, the orange oil, furniture polish type stuff. Um, so it looks beautiful. And, um, and so for the, I haven't, you know, I can't believe I haven't mentioned this yet, but you know, we're in the middle of my birthday countdown. Actually, I do think I mentioned it, um, a couple weeks ago. So, um, as of today, we're 22 days to my birthday. Tomorrow is June 1st, or actually when you're listening to this, it'll be June 1st. So we're officially inside my birthday month. Um, and mm. I love my birthday. My birthday is um, like my own personal national holiday and I celebrate it all month long including the countdown up to and through my birthday so um, this year part of what I'm giving myself is kind of this new like updating of my bedroom so I got the two new furniture pieces I cleaned out my closet and the last bit of it just arrived today, which is all new bedding. I got a new quilt, new blanket, new sheets. Oh, my gosh, these sheets I got. They're, um, they're actually, I th at first I thought I was getting cotton sheets. They're not. They're microfiber, but they're mm. like the, like, they're the cooling thing. They're cooling, and they the quality of them is like to the touch is the same as a fifteen hundred thread count. Okay. So they are like ridiculously soft and cool and comfortable. Like you all, like you almost just kind of don't know that they're there. You know how some sheets can be a little like just um, noticeable. Like they're they rustle. Or, you know, yeah, like, you, you know, know, I don't care about sheets, so I sleep on anything. Oh my gosh, no, I can't. Like, I am like the princess in the pea. Like, I need it to be everything needs to just be so. So, mm -hmm. these sheets, they don't make a sound. Like, when you, like, you know, when you twist and turn in bed, like, it's just, they're just like not there. But they're, but yet they are because they're soft and supple and they feel so nice and cool against your skin. They're terrific. So, I got, Three, um, three new sheet sets, a new blanket, a new uh, quilt cover, and I got it all in like navies and dark grays and whites, you know? Okay. So like, and then I got, this is exciting, I got printed sheets, like pattern sheets. Um, so I got okay. stripe, stripes and window panes. And I think I might get polka dots too. It's very exciting. Ooh, and so, uh, way to live I, on the edge. I am living on the edge. Yeah, because all my other sheets were solid colors. And I just thought, no, I'm going to do the solids on the blankets this time and do the sheets and the patterns. And I'm feeling pretty, pretty excited. And the other cool thing I got was this beautiful to kind of, it re and it really sets the room off for my bedroom, this nice round rug in this very cool, it has kind of blues, teals, grays, and whites all in it. It's kind of like an abstract pattern on it. Um, and and this, the fact that it's a circle, that's a big round rug, like really like, I don't know, it gives the room like this really nice like grounded place. Like it's just, 
design wise, like I'm really pleased with myself because I love designing a room and rearranging furniture and figuring it out. And I like, I just thought like, oh, let me see what a round rug will feel like in there. And it's absolutely what the room needed. It's so perfect. Um, it makes the room feel bigger somehow. Cause I, my room's not very big. Um, mm -hmm. but the round rug kind of just like brings everything together. It pulls it all in, pulls in all the different color choices. The paint on my wall is kind of a pale blue and then the dark Navy and charcoals from the bedding and then the warmth from the, like the new wood furniture, everything is like, it's just all working together in my lovely little bedroom space. So I am super, super pleased with myself um, and my new little like, so this is like happy birthday to me. Part one is my new bedroom setup, and I could not be happier about it. Um, the other cool thing I got in my closet is um, a little, um, I, I have a closet system from the container store and one of the things that I've been meaning to get and I finally bought was a valet. You know, the little, like, rod that sticks out. Like, when you're choosing mm -hmm. an outfit, you can, like, you know, stick it all. I got it. So I finally got a valet, and it's so, so useful. Um, okay. So just, you know, just the little things, just the little details, um, having, it, having everything, uh, everything in its place and a place for everything, and then just feeling like, I, you know, I, and I honestly don't remember the last time I freshened up and got like brand new bedding. All my bedding was sort of like a hodgepodge of different things because I feel mm. like through the years I've like gotten rid of one thing and bought something new, but not necessarily with everything working together in mind. So this is probably the first time in a long time that I've been like, I'm getting all like a brand new blanket and a brand new this and a brand new that. And it's all meant to like go together and work with one another and they're interchangeable and I can mix and match the sheets. Um, that's another fun thing I'm doing is mixing matching the sheets. So like right now Way to get loose. <laughs> you are hilarious. I know I'm like living on the edge with my like gray on white sheets and my white on gray fitted sheet. <laughs> oh it's just the wacky world in my bedroom. So, um, so yeah, so I'm super excited, obviously, <laughs> obviously, obviously about this, and um, and I'm just loving it. And the one, the only, the only problem is that I've made my bed so damn comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that literally the last two days, the last two mornings have been like a super struggle to like peel myself out of, out from between my like 1500 thread count like sheets. <laughs> so, so yeah, so um, definitely first world problems. Um, mm -hmm. And um, the other thing that I will mention that um, happened this week that I was excited about and that I think was really good was, um, Last night was the season finale and the series finale of The Americans. Um, and so I don't know if you, you never watched, you never got into it, right? I did. Like, I watched a couple of episodes and it looked really good. And the funny thing is I was watching some other program and they were like, you know that we are in the golden age of television when no one pays attention to a great show like The Americans. 
Yeah, I mean, I really think it's so, it's underappreciated. It's on FX, um, which FX has lots of great shows. Like, they, mm-hmm. they do a really good job of programming on FX. Yeah, I watched the, a couple of episodes, and I was like, I just can't take on another, like, hour-long show. So I just, it just kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah, and it is one that you have to pay attention. But, like, so it, um, if you have Amazon Prime, the first five seasons of it are available on Prime. You don't – you just watch them. And that's actually how I got hooked on it was – I think that it was – the fourth season was out, and um, but the first three seasons were available. And I started watching – and I binge-watched through, like, the first three seasons. Um, I made pretty quick work of them. And um, – and then eventually I finally caught up. So, and it's so good that I actually purchased the season this time, like um, this mm-hmm. time and this time and last time, like, because it would only come out once a year. It would come out like around like this time of year, like January through, through the springtime or February through the springtime. It was always like, just like out for a few months, you know? So you'd have to uh, wait a whole year to find out what was going to happen. Um, so I was like, no, I just, I have to know. And plus with it being the series finale, I was like, I don't want to be there to be spoilers. Um, so yeah, this, in a year, like they're definitely, be oh, spoilers. in a year, like, so you can't avoid it. So, and whatever you buy it like this, I bought the season for like 20 bucks on Amazon. So whatever I, I spend that much to see a single movie. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, so anyhow, it was really good. It was just a very satisfying, um, I think series finales are so hard to mm-hmm. do well. There's so much expectation put on them. And yeah. um, I thought that they did a really good job. It was just, it's such a well-written show. And the actors are just such great players. Um, I think they're and, married now. That You told me that, which is really funny. Like, and they, they do have great chemistry on screen. So that is really funny. Um and oh my god, can you hear the colonel drinking water? He's so loud. Um, and um, he, uh, so yeah, it was it was just good. It was just you know, it was just a very satisfying, cl- and it, like it brought like it was I, I I liked it because it brought closure to for me to the places that needed closure, and it also left a little bit like open ended, like oh, like so what what will you know like you can kind of imagine an ending for some of the other plot lines, you know, for yourself. Okay. Like they wasn't completely, they didn't, they didn't feel the need to like tie a neat bow for every single storyline. Um, Which is good because they yeah. could actually come back and do like a little hour long movie, a couple hour long movie, which a lot of these kind of shows, mm-hmm. you know, could do. Yeah. Okay. So, awesome. yeah. So if you haven't gotten into the Americans, um, see it, watch it. If you have Amazon Prime, it's just sitting there waiting for you. So um, it's it's really good. I I mean, I I highly recommend it. So so yeah. So okay. that's on my let's get personal for the week. It's been a it's been a good week. Um, in, okay. in comparison to last week, I mean, you'd have to you'd have to work hard to be worse than last week. So it was a great. Yeah, week. this week was like good for me. It's been kind of uneventful you know like monday was the holiday so i mm-hmm. did some you know I, I worked um and then um i told you know nasia like i would you know like go to the park with the kids mm-hmm. um because the jazz festival was going on this weekend and i was like busy with other stuff so i, I wasn't able to get to that so mm-hmm. we went we took them to the park we were no we were going to take them to the park and it just started raining so we we're like oh it's gonna be wet and nasty gross 
So let's go to Krogh Market because I had this. Um, I tell you about this coupon for ice cream. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it wasn't three. It was three scoops of ice cream, but it was like three half scoops. It's kind of like their sampler thing. I was like, okay, this makes a lot more sense, mm-hmm. but it's still way too much ice cream for me to eat. So she's like, mm-hmm. oh, let's go and like eat and get some ice cream. It's like indoors. I was like, cool, let's do that. So we took them there. The kids were a little cranky because they had been out of town, didn't get home till midnight. And so they they were just all off. So they didn't want to eat. Nothing was okay for them. Mm-hmm. They were just like, nope, nope. And so then when we got there, like it was literally started, the skies opened up. Mm-hmm. So I, it just rained on my head and I'm trying to like make sure that they're okay and covered. And my whole back was just like wet. And so, like, just out in nature with the trees. The next day, I woke up with, like, a splitting headache. My allergies, mm. like, oh, this is just, like, terrible. And, I, and, and, you know, and on top of that, like, her parents were kind of gone, and she didn't have much help. So I kind of, like, stayed a little longer and, like, helped with the kids. And they're exhausting because they're toddlers. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I literally was, like, sick and exhausted from, like, hanging out with those two little maniacs. So I was like, oh, Lord, like, I know I have to do some, you know, take care of some things. But like, I just like relaxed and laid in bed. And it was great that I could do that. And then like, you know, I've been working like that's why today was like kind of like a crazy day. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, so that was kind of it. Like, you know, just working like the normal thing, like nothing major. Like I'm looking forward to tomorrow because tomorrow is National Donut Day. And so, <laughs> literally, I've been looking forward to this, like, all oh, making God. sure, like, I don't, like, eat too many sweets this week, because I'm going to go collect a couple of things tomorrow, a uh, little free dough. And the funny thing is, like, I went to an event, like, tonight, mm-hmm. and this girl's like, oh, God, why is there no dessert here? I need some dessert. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, tomorrow is national. She's like, tomorrow is What? And I was like, yeah, you know, Krispy Kreme is good. She's, they're, they're doing what? I was like, they're giving away free donuts. And she's like, okay. Like, that is on my list. And the little cute little French bakery was closed. So I was like, oh. But I was like, yeah, tomorrow you can get your little sweets tomorrow. And I was like, oh, an edible arrangement is giving away, like, fake donuts. They're like. Not fake donuts. They're like, because I was like, edible arrangement sells donuts now? Like, that's weird. So it's basically, a, like, a chocolate-covered apple slice that they're decorated as a donut and I was like y'all do it too much edible arrangements but I'll be there wow uh, <laughs> will you be there I'll be there so I have some stuff to do in the morning but that is on my agenda wow. tomorrow afternoon wow <laughs> so yeah so that's my life like you're talking about your sheets I'm like looking forward to like collecting donuts tomorrow <laughs> hey to to each their own. I, I'm, I'm all for it. I might have to pick up a free donut from some place. There's a few. I'm looking online now. There's a few places offering some free yeah, donuts. Yeah, like yeah. So I was like, get my little free donut. Go around and collect it, just like a best. Or maybe I'll for, take like, donuts oh, into work if I have time in the morning. Maybe I'll stop and get donuts. Yeah, that's a big thing. Like a lot of people do. I am not taking donuts into work, but I'm sure somebody might bring donuts to work. So I will collect a donut there too. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Very good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. So, again, like that makes me happy. Not much going on. I was like, I would, I I need a little trip somewhere. 
So I'm thinking of a little day trip from Atlanta. I told you about like Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. Like something like quick that I can do in a day that I don't, I don't want to stay overnight anywhere. Just go and come back and just mm-hmm. be in nature. They have like some underground waterfalls and some nature there that I would mind being around. I hate that mm-hmm. I'm so far away from water. Um, but yeah, I would actually like more of a, a trip to Savannah or something or on the sea islands, but that'll be a little more effort, so mm-hmm. we'll see, but I do need some water. Hopefully a trip home in the near future, too. Yeah, a so trip home. That's, my, that's what I'm advocating for. Mm-hmm. Trip home, trip home, trip home. Although some of my friends are planning to come to Atlanta, so I'm excited. So that might happen around my birthday time. So who's going? Um, my junior league little group. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So they um were thinking about some days, and I was saying like after the busy season, but they're like, oh, the flight deals are. I was like, fine around my birthday, like so that might be cool so yeah well that'll be fun yeah so excited about very good showing them the city so that's why like a i put like a a tour of like this new construction i went to and my cousin called me is like i need to come to atlanta i was like you do so she's planning a trip out here so her and her husband possibly in a couple months so should be fun you know love showing people around the city and doing things She's a disaster. So, um, okay. So, for having completed two of the three things, which included, in, on her part, sharing our Facebook post and, most importantly, rating and reviewing us on yes, the, uh, go to iTunes, uh, rate and please, review. Please rate and review us on iTunes, you guys. We really, it would we just so much appreciation, so much love, um, and yeah. a shout out. Definitely a shout out. But because yeah. she has completed two of the three items that were necessary to uh, participate in our contest, drum roll, Kristen. First name, right? Yes. Okay. 
Tanisha! Woo! Confetti! All that is happening. So yes. Tanisha, we will have to, uh, we will be reaching out to you to make arrangements yes. um, to have you do a guest spot with us here on Wait, Tell Me Everything. And uh, we're excited to have you on. And thank you. Thank you for sharing our post um, on your own personal Facebook page. And thank you especially for rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Um, yes. And um, for just being a faithful listener, Tanisha listens on her way, her long commute in and back from work and while she's um, doing laundry and chores and things around the house. And, um, and she um, gives um, comments on the Facebook page often to our posts. So thank you for being a faithful listener. And we look forward to having you on as um, a, a guest. On, on yes, exciting. So exciting. Woohoo. All right, Tanisha. Yes. And okay. we also have plans for another little segment that we're going to be adding soon. So we'll tell you guys more about that too. So there's a little bit of a Yeah, we need to like, yeah, we need to, we're going to, we're working out the details now. Yes. And it's going to be so fun. I'm kind of um, afraid and excited. <laughs> At the same time. Yeah. And yeah. 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 It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be good though. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. So excited. So um so yeah, so lots of good stuff in the in the in the works. Um and um we just you know, again, we just thank you guys for tuning in every week and, and continuing to support to this craziness. I know it's just a bunch of just dribble, but you know, you're here for it and we love you for it. Yes. Awesome. All right. Thanks. That's that's it. I'll talk. We'll. I'll talk to you later. We'll talk to you all next week. Yep. Bye. Bye. Wait. Tell me everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help get the word out. Get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait tell me pod. Questions, feedback, something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at wait tell me everything at gmail.com.